Everything's garbage. everybody welcome to insufferable bastards my name is carlos danger for the purposes of this broadcast and i'm joined by my co-host mr brian spears hello brian hello hello all right we got a very special guest i am psyched i am excited we are the most boring podcast in the dabbler adjacent universe but not today god damn it because today we have steven stevie lou lewis of compound media trauma films and of the new movie podcast blunt smoker video Wow, that's you nailed it, brother. Thank you for doing your uh, background research there. That's a good podcast host. Thank you. Thank you very much, Stephen. You're a good podcast host, man. Anybody that can anybody that can wrangle Ski Mask Collective in those last couple of sad Chad ones you were involved with, you're freaking Pat Sajak. That was masterful. Yeah, I, I think you're probably talking about the the first second one that I was involved with where we had Carl from who yes. are these podcasts uh and I think even Cardiff Electric was also uh on with uh Kevin Dumbfuck I can say that right I'm okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay so <laughs> Kevin DF from uh Why Do I Podcast he's our enemy yeah go ahead no no give him shit I love <laughs> it uh Kevin was on uh with Ski Mask and I and yeah Ski Mask took a call from his his doctor his, his doctor to yep. refill his his scripts uh without warning so luckily I have had a little bit of experience in this world and I was able to recognize the situation and jump right in and uh, kind of save the show a little bit. I think it also really made it pretty funny. It was like a train wreck sort of thing. It was, it was great. I mean, I love it. Was it was riveting. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is, the, this is like old school radio, but beyond. Cause you know, and then the next week ski mask is like, I don't even remember that. Uh, sorry about that. He, the way he just played it off. I just they didn't it. realize he had Carl on. Well, no, well, can I give you guys a, this is breaking down the fourth wall, but I'm fine with it. Um, so Kevin Dumbfuck did the following week and ski mask uh, introduced him. him. He reintroduced himself to him because he did not remember him being on the podcast the week before. So, and one thing I wanted to say, and uh, Brian's already breaking the rules, but this is, I'm going to share a screen for a second, share a video. And this is how we do not want to treat Mr. Stevie Lou during this broadcast. Okay. This is from one of the aforementioned <laughs> ski mask. I was dying, but here we go. Listen, I got some inside news. All right. That guy's a fucking fraud. That guy's it's a fraud. Oh, okay, you're calling Cardiff out? Yeah, he's not. All right, good luck with that. Not, I, I, I sent him disavow, disavow, let me, disavow. Let me get to what you're doing. <laughs> disavowing, right. pre-disavowing. Stevie Lou's on Coke tonight. <laughs> no, Stevie Lou is not on Coke. I loved how the, the interplay between you and uh, Kevin Dumbfuck there, how he kept stepping on everything you tried yeah. to say. It was awesome. Yeah. I was going for a joke there, and he. it was like I, I told Ski Mask afterwards, I felt like fucking superman trying to take off and this guy comes and steps on my cape every time you know so that's basically how it felt and you know what i encourage folks to check out sad chad all of the ski mask uh guys programming as well as kevin Dumpbucks, because i do believe i will be back next week for uh the episode of sad chad i took a one well, week break, but i feel like there's some unfinished business especially with all the developments so yeah, uh, and we'll talk I about gotta, some of that. Even though I mean, you're breaking up a little there, okay, Stevie. Guys, yeah, it just there. yeah, it just kind of went a little nuts. I like you're at Compound. Me, what kind of Wi-Fi they have there at Compound Media? For God's sakes, that's the issue. It's actually very secure, and I'm using my own laptop right now, so I am having access issues because they don't want people just tapping into the mainframe over oh, here. Gotcha. I guess There's a lot of you know important high def video uh being vaulted here in the Freaking archives e-rock so. what are you ruining my podcast here the other thing going on right now is just as we go live i saw something on twitter saying kevin brennan is going live not that we're live but uh you know what i mean we're we, we all rather be watching kevin brennan but i wanted to talk first about your new podcast there blunt smoker video podcast i listened to uh, i think it was your latest episode about in the mouth of madness Ah, yes, that was our latest. And so give us a, a taste of what the podcast is, how it came about, and who you do it with, Mr. Stevie Lou. Sure, thank you very much. Um, I, I really appreciate that because we are still like a growing, we're, I feel like we're in our pilot season right now. That's how I call it. That's how I see it. Uh, that podcast features myself and two really great trauma film alums and current trauma film producers uh, and just two overall really great guys, James Boylan and John Bergio. And those are two younger guys that I've worked on a bunch of different projects with. Uh, and we had just a really awesome rapport 
Uh, we all like to smoke a lot of cannabis as well. And uh, we have this thing where I get to like show these guys some films that I'm really up on that they're not so much up on that have like a really cool psychedelic stoner feel to it without being like specifically stoner films you know so i'm just trying to blow their minds and get really high and discuss the production value while high uh so i really don't think there's many other podcasts out there that do all those things at once you know um we start off with a little intro where we get high then we start watching the movie and for the folks who haven't seen it out there we don't do like a typical watch along where we like chime in with the film what we do is we pause the podcast watch the first half of the film off air make notes and then do a like half time check-in where we smoke another blunt and talk about like the crazy shit that went down a lot of times we get into like which i love about is we get into the production aspect of it um and then you know what i can give you guys an exclusive right here i just spoke with the boys this morning and we've decided our holiday month because we do we do once a month we've decided our holiday movie so is that okay if i i release that information yes sir so for our holiday film, we will be doing Human Centipede 2. I love those movies. Right. So, That's awesome. Uh, so I have never seen any of them, which is probably surprising. Uh, I'm a little embarrassed to say that, but I've got good intel that Human Centipede 2 is like a remarkable masterpiece work of art. I've been told that that one broke it down like you wouldn't believe and it's a must-see so um one of the, another trauma guy reeves L- elliott a director friend of mine suggested the film he agreed to come on and get high with us and he doesn't really smoke that much and we're gonna do that uh next week so that'll be coming out that'll be coming soon. out in the next uh, what next month right before all right it's already it's already december what am i saying yeah. so that'll be coming soon but yeah, those guys, uh, they have their own podcast network called fantasy shed podcast network okay. they've got a really cool uh comedy sh- uh, cartoon uh breakdown show they don't call it a review show uh it's called totally tunular t-o-o-n-u-l-a-r so yeah you could see on the screen there fantasy shed one word podcast network they're coming up on their hundredth episode of totally tunular where they break down a different cartoon each week uh it's a tremendous show i really recommend folks take a look at that if you're going to go check out blunt smoker video and the other uh podcasts on there but yeah that's just this really cool group of nerds including myself you know that are big time pop culture fans pretty knowledgeable have had experience in this industry uh and are let's sharing listen to a clip steve let's let's listen to you if you don't mind i know this can be awkward but this is you talking about uh, in the mouth of madness and what i love about this is that you guys didn't like in the mouth of madness because i'm that's a i don't okay, know look at this there wasn't a lot like this true um at the time it's like a genre buster it's a very like it has like an indie and this is right after for anybody listening or watching this is after the halftime thing that stevie was talking about when they come in and they're progressively higher and higher but i, I can hear myself good conversation, though. <laughs> sort of horror feel to it I feel but like- again this is like the perfect movie to watch under the influence this is this movie's a head trip didn't make it any better to more like yeah. you know sort of out there horror because it's you know doesn't have a because yeah, it's it, to me it's monster like, doesn't have a, a specific like, monster with, uh, with the horror writer in particular like when he talks about being god it's like <laughs> i love it i love it it's good it's good stuff so i just so, wanted to give people a little taste yeah uh, and also like i hate the fact and maybe i'm a hater whatever i'm an old man i'm 48 years old there's all this retroactive love for in the mouth of madness and you, and you guys mentioned it on the podcast how it's built sort of a cult reputation and i just never saw it i never saw it with that i never saw it with day of the dead i love dawn of the dead I never right. saw it with Halloween 3. You know, there's all this revisionist history. So I like that you guys didn't feel pressure to say you like this movie because it's John Carpenter and blah, blah, blah. It's funny that you say that, how like Dawn of the Dead is still stands up, in my oh, opinion, hell yeah. at least. But yeah. Day of the Dead, not as much. I mean, I, I've watched the, um, the spiritual sequel to Dawn of the Dead, uh, Zombie. You know, you got full yeah. cheese zombie. Mm-hmm. I know Brian knows Brian could school me on that one there. Yeah. Um, I don't like but, those movies, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it holds up. I just watched zombie the other day and um, the music like that. And that's the thing that Carpenter to go back to Carpenter. He was a, such a sick musician. Uh, you got to listen to that. The fucking the credit 
song at the end of In the Mouth of Madness is John Carpenter just shredding on a guitar, you know, and um, those guys in Zombie were all about the synthesizers, the moves and stuff, mm -hmm. which is really trippy shit, which that stuff is timeless. But the film itself is a little rough. It gets, it gets um, creaky. Yeah. 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 Creaky. Like like Iraq's chair over here. I'm not sure if you could hear. No, no. so that's blunt smoker video that's stevie lou's podcast please check yeah, it out on, on spotify so changing gears let's talk a little bit about how you got hooked up with uh trauma because i guess you what you were in or had cameos in shakespeare shitstorm and then the latest one is the secret of cuck island right yeah that's correct and we're filming we're in the process of filming the most latest uh project which is called bring on the damned that's a uh Bring on the Dams coming out uh, in 2023. It's a five-story anthology film, similar to your like Tales from the Crypts or your freak shows, sorry. Um, and we're putting that together now. It's a complete indie, bare bones, no budget, low budget sort of uh, project that's coming out looking great, but it's been tough to get all of the free help and the locations and the equipment all together because we don't have a budget. So it's kind of moving a little slow, but what we've been chunking out has been amazing. Um, but yeah, how I got involved with Troma, it's simple answer. It was uh, Zach Amico. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a comedian, actor, wrestler. You mentioned him on Why Do I Podcast with that son of a bitch. Uh, and then I went and Googled them. So it's so like, we're, I mean, I'm, I'm a total ignoramus when it comes to like Legion cool. of Skanks and that whole uh, uh, collection yeah. of comedians. But now I, I do know who he is based on my Googling last night. Yeah, before Zach got, he's the second mic for Luis J. Gomez's uh, podcast. He's a hilarious sniper, second mic. But I think his first foray into the entertainment world was working with Lloyd Kaufman and the Trauma team on um, the remake of Class of Newcomb High. Okay. They did a film called Return to Newcomb High. And, you know, I want to say that was the early 2010s, so around 2020. 12 or so uh and trauma films are big time productions man they don't mess around one bit you know they'll plan for months like most good film productions actually do you know there's a whole lot of behind the scenes budget wrapping up and and getting the talent in and stuff so zach used to work in the office over there and he's just a extremely talented guy and also a very colorful personality uh one of his other side things that he does is he does death matches for independent wrestling so he's the kind of guy who will take a an actual um fluorescent tube over the head you know for the love of the sport um so yeah i was at the time i'll keep it short i was working a desk job i started producing the east side dave show here at compound media i quit that desk job and went full-time into comedy and entertainment and while uh, i was doing that a posting came up where Zach said, hey, we're looking for office worker looking background folks for this film. So I literally had a closet full of fucking office clothes that I wasn't using anymore. So I took all these suits and shit down to the set and they were like using my suits, putting Perfect. me in suits, using me as like a plant because I was tall so I could just block like light stands and stuff and was like just a really good extra. And then like the extra situation there isn't so great. They've got all these psychopaths coming from all over the country to be a part of the film and stuff. Really? So that wasn't kind of, yeah, they got a huge following. They have a huge, huge following. Like there's people that will drive from anywhere or fly in from anywhere to work on a trauma. Spears film. is too it, highfalutin for them. Spears. I did. Spears I always did demands put, pay. I did put a bit in for uh poultry geist years ago. It would have been like my third or fourth movie. Brian, do you know, were you doing some of the special effects, like the um, the no, costume and I, the makeup? I never worked for Troma, mainly because the first bid, bid I ever put in for him, they thought I was kidding. Yeah, they, it was too much? Too much, yeah. yeah. And I mean, listen, I mean, I was definitely low because it was literally would have been my third movie. But, right. you know, I guess I was... Spirits, it's nuts. So we were over at the Troma office uh, just recently because we do film stuff there all the time. They've got a green screen room in the basement and then you have access to Lloyd to just pull his dick out and film yeah. something for you at a moment's notice. Uh, the trick is you always got to have a uh, monster energy drink and another female on your team and literally film. He'll film anything for you. Uh, he'll read anything off of a fucking cue card uh, like Ron Burgundy. It's great. Uh, so you know, we found what's, I mean, I guess this is maybe the industry term. It was called like the Bible for poultry geist it oh, was this wow. fucking huge binder 
you know, that looked like three phone books that all had continuity, all everything. That, all the production it, it had, yeah. it had pre drawings of costumes. It had all the bids from every DP that wanted to maybe do it and their price and their, their yeah. conditions and the responses, everything was printed out and three, um, three punched into a fucking binder, bro. So we like, I poured over that thing and it's fascinating. I'm going to go take a look back and see if your name pops up anywhere. <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman is the, that guy, the patron saint of independent cinema. I mean, I, I guess everybody knows that now. Yeah, and and he's like the one guy you could still go to a horror convention with a with a cell phone or a tape recorder, ask him a question right there, and he doesn't throw at you. Oh, you got to go through my agent or my PR person. He's not sequestered away in a back room signing autographs. Yeah. Like you know, we even we went to horror conventions forever, like starting in like I guess the eighties or nineties when they'd be in the city. You know, Fangoria Weekend of Horrors. Sure, and that that whole thing has changed so much. But Lloyd Kaufman has always remained true, always remained true to the fans. And, you know, the guy's a genius. And so uh, I, did a, I did a movie where he was an actor in it. It was called Transfiguration. It's kind of like a little highbrow vampire movie. I know that uh, film. Yeah, I know yeah, that he, film. He, he, was, yep. uh, he did a little cameo in that for fun. Yeah. Um, so with uh, Lloyd and Troma over there. Oh, man, I just had a, I had a point there and I lost it. That's great. Um, well, I was going to ask you not to skip around. Oh, but you, sorry. You, no, I, go ahead. Sorry, really quick. I got it. I have what I wanted to say. And you guys maybe know this or not. Yes, yes. The weed is not going to keep me down, man. <laughs> Fuck you. Why do I podcast? He is the... Tr yeah, yeah, that's right, Kevin. You bum. Um, so uh, yeah, you guys said I couldn't say slurs on here, so I'm not going to say what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. I to, no, no, kidding. Love you, Kevin. Uh, no, so... Fucking Lloyd Kaufman was integral in the filming of the film Rocky. Rocky, yeah. Did you yeah. guys know that? Like him and yeah, he was John Alvison's like assistant. So if you John Avelson thanks Lloyd Kaufman because John Avelson won director of uh, best director in best the picture. Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best best picture. Thank you. Sorry. No, best no, picture. I'm, 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 I'm talking weird. Sorry, I'll cut that. No, off. I think you are correct on that one. But nonetheless, during his speech, he fucking thanks Lloyd Kaufman. Because what happened was Lloyd is in the film too. I don't know if you know that. He's the, the bum that Rocky picks up outside of the bar and brings into the bar. He's the drunk bum wino that he puts over his shoulder and walks into the I, bar. I now, had no the, idea. The crazy thing is that the outside, the exterior was shot in Philadelphia and the interior, interior was shot in L.A. They wanted to shoot all of Rocky in L.A. And they decided that they needed to get the heart of Philadelphia into the story. It made much more sense to actually film in Philadelphia. They didn't have any money. Lloyd convinced John Avelson to come into Philadelphia. Lloyd brought his trauma line producers down from New York. And every shot of Philadelphia that was shot in Rocky was shot by a trauma production team. So technically, Lloyd no says idea. that Rocky is technically a trauma film. And, and now that that's a big jump, but and I believe he definitely secured that spot because he was outside the bar and then gets brought inside so we could get uh, a day a couple days in LA too. Yeah, well, they said Avelson. I've looked up a, a interview in the New York Times about this. Avelson said that Lloyd paid for his own way out to LA, uh, and I get it because that was the good times back then. You know, I mean, that was the real party times. And if there's one thing you know about Lloyd Kaufman. He is a true party animal, you know, and not like in a sleazy, sleazy, weird way. He just can fucking really lay down. And I bet you he was out there disco dancing. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Secret of Cuck Island is, is the newest, right? I know Thank you were you. promoting that on some other things. Let's play. I did pull a, uh, a preview, a coming attraction for it, but bear with me for one moment and I yes. will try to bring it up. This isn't yes. the YouTube one. The YouTube one had a little more, a little too much man ass for, uh, for my taste, but this is from Vimeo. <laughs> and this looks like a, this looks like a wild movie here. Yeah, go ahead. You please. guys see that? Yep. Yes, we can. Yeah, it looks great. Me, and, and you can hear Johnny, it. it is you. I said it was a New York area code. Oh yeah, my boss bought me this phone. She put me on her plan. Whoa, whoa, you're rushing. Job? From That's my co-host of... I got a gig today. I'm filming a Craigslist lady. She's definitely fine. Triple below. Pam. Now come look at this. There's gotta be some... Long-time trauma lady. Just real meat waste or uh, old school mafia hit or, or worse, a bio attack. Whatever it is, it's polluting my home. Buzz us up, please. And who might you be? It's River Cleanup Committee. I think you may have the wrong idea about some misplaced barrels of runoff from our cleanup efforts. 
It's like a found footage film, so all this is first person film. There's Zach. There's your buddy. was that person vomiting that looked like you that was me i played i have a this spiritual homeless person that shows up uh kind of like the three ladies from the three witches of Mac, from Macbeth. you know where it doesn't make sense where i'm just like part of it and I'm, my story kind of i come in four different times i believe and i kind of link the story along but i was oh, this nice. maniac homeless man that uh in the opening sequence, I ejaculate, I shoot violent diarrhea, and then vomit all in a matter of about seven seconds. Um, that's Merry how the Christmas. film starts. Yeah, that's like the leading in scene. So when I was told that I was up for that role, I was like just completely so happy to be in the conversation. I got the role, and now it's become like this sort of like, this may be my career now being like a, a homeless fucking just crackhead covered in vomit bum you know stevie and, lou a wash in creativity and you were saying like you're in the compound media studio right now sitting in e-rock's chair which i hope doesn't get you in trouble i was invited I, here i was invited this is oh, this has been authorized it's been approved at the highest <laughs> level of compound media but what are you doing you're, you're working on bobby uh bobby tambora's new that's is great it new? Yeah. i'm sorry it's fairly new yeah okay. i think we're working on bobby's world Bobby's so it's renamed Bobby's Universe. Gotcha. But yeah, gotcha, we did okay. start off. We start off as Bobby's World, and then I don't know if you've heard of this guy Howie Mandel. <laughs> I was but say. apparently, he, apparently he had some cartoon that was on like primetime television called Bobby's World. Did you get World. the official cease and desist, like a letter to stop and all that good stuff? Or we were trying to send it to him nonstop <laughs> so that we would get that letter. And I don't know, he's he's hard to break through to one of these days. But uh, no, yes, thank you very much. I am working with one of my, my partners in crime, a guy that I met on the set of the Eastside Dave show. He uh, started off as an intern here at Compound on the Eastside Dave show, and now he's moved himself up to a regular producer here. Oh, your audio just totally cut out there, Stevie. I don't know if you can hear me. We can't hear a word you're saying. Brian, can you hear him? No, I can't hear him. Stevie, That'd by the amazing. way, was part of a, a great prank last night with our, our good friend Why Do I Podcast was interviewing <laughs> Bobo in a live stream. Cardiff Electric goes live to review Stevie Lou's, I'm sorry, uh, Why Do I Podcast live yeah. interview with Bobo. Stevie Lou is in a corner filming Bobo. So you, it was just, it was so Yeah, that episodes. was, I had that, I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That was, came to me in a stroke of, I don't want to say it, but like I had a stroke of genius there and I started to snipe stream, the snipe stream within a snipe stream. Um, I can't even explain the, it. I trailed off. Yeah, it's hard I to explain. I don't even know what I was watching. And the sad thing was that I chickened out. And as soon as they figured out I was doing it, I pulled out. And then when we talked about it after the episode, they were like, oh, you should have kept going. I thought they were actually, I, I like got, I didn't see the joke was really working but, as well know, as it was it, well that's oh, what i'm saying here like i don't i know i know nothing about uh a comedy you know i mean by day i'm a local news reporter i'm a small town <laughs> news reporter right that's why this podcast is the most boring of all the dabbler adjacent podcasts because i don't know how to be funny no, but i love, I the, love the fact through like the the thank you through the dabbler verse and stuttering john and all this i've been exposed to a i didn't know any of this comedy was out there all the stuff happening on youtube it, you know, and it's and you know what? It's for older guys too. Like, let's face it, this stuff appeals to me more than it would a twenty-year-old sure. kid. Yeah, sure. So, like stuff like last night, watching all that stuff and seeing the comments, and half the time, I mean, I know the comments when we've done live streams. Like you've been in there, the comments are funnier. The people on Twitter are funnier sure. than I could ever be, and it's just so much uh, good stuff going yeah, on. That, there. that was it wild. Like me. honestly, someone should make a fucking mega cut of that because you could start with our. You know, our Bobo happened to be over at Stevie Lou Studios, which is my apartment. You know, uh, I was like, hey, that painting looks familiar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, folks who are in and really tuned in can pick up on that without even having to say it. But uh, me and Bobo go way back. He lives about 25 minute bus ride 
a quick bus ride on the express to my place. So I even like, I'll swipe them onto the bus on the way home. I'll get them some beers. We'll usually have dinner at my place and then I'll have them cast. Uh, we've done it for Eastside Dave before. So that was a lot of fun. I think folks should actually go out there and check out the three hour interview that <laughs> Kevin from Why Do I Podcast did. Three hours. Three hours. I'm but sure I he's live better. right now. Actually, Kevin is live somewhere right now. He's just like around, he's becoming a YouTube Titan. But even better is that someone's got to make a mega cut where you got to start with that. And then when Cardiff cut in, you have to like put that on a dual screen because there was such craziness going on, man. Yeah, you were really right. That is it was a good. new thing that's coming out. We're having a good time with it, man. I think there's a lot of fun folks out there. And the cool thing too was like I was watching. So as I'm trying to produce, I'm watching the stream on my phone as well and seeing the viewer count. And then seeing that Cardiff is going live and then that the viewers started to go to Cardiff, you know, and then and, and watching it, Cardiff screen. But then he pushed everybody back over. So I was literally watching live as numbers of viewers were fucking shifting back and forth. I was like, wow, this Cardiff is this such is an evil genius because clearly he was like, oh, I'm going to take he knows it's the exact audience watching these two things. And he just comes on and takes everybody out like he's just such a little. I love that dude. Yeah, we, we've been really is. We've been mean to him, I feel, uh, on Ski Mask, but that's also like part of the pecking order. You know what I mean? Like, I know he's been around for a little bit, you know, and he's getting real hot hand right now. But uh, as much as we can be friends and have fun on air, there's always going to be a little bit of like some elbowing going on underneath uh, the basket. (laughs) Let me ask you. Yeah, it is. It is great radio. Thank you. We need that. We always ask our first time guests, because originally this was called the Mobile Horror Companion, started years ago, right? And we, it was horror related. And then we got sick mm-hmm. of talking about horror movies and we wanted to talk about Howard Stern and podcasts and, you know, other movies. But we would always ask someone who was on the first time, name a horror movie character you would most like to get drunk with and why. And then name a horror character you would least like to get drunk with and why. And we can't okay, think of answers, so... we can come back to it, but whatever. Um, what's the guy crazy? Is it crazy Fred from Nightmare? Uh, from Friday the 13th, the guy that goes, You're, you're all the old guy, you're all gonna, yeah. What's what's the guy's name? You know his crazy, name, Brian? I can't remember. I, crazy I Ralph, crazy know. Ralph, Ralph, okay. Ralph. Right. Ralph, crazy Ralph, yeah. There's a death curse. Uh, <laughs> that fucking guy that just starts yelling at the kids. Wait, you want to like get hammered with him? Yeah, he seems like he's a good <laughs> hang, man. He's gonna start saying some really juicy words you know have I mean? a compound um, media show by the end of the uh the end of the episode whatever <laughs> yeah, christy ralph <laughs> needs a show on compound that's hilarious no but i mean have you ever guys have you ever been out to like lake life area oh, yeah. you know it's you where go we and grew you... up yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know you go upstate a little bit out to pennsylvania you kick your feet back you drink a few schlitz and you say say some things so you know? everyone's got you go uh, upstate new york up i-87 and suddenly everyone's got confederate flags in new york state it's like where yeah. the hell am i yeah but that's yeah the so way that's it the is. guy i would like to drink with and then the person i definitely don't want to drink with is uh saw okay Good. you know that saw that. thing I, don't, I never liked that thing me that neither guy. i don't get it either yeah. all right then we had talked <laughs> when we had exchanged messages and you guys are really know this more than, than I do, but we had talked about maybe what, what, what are your top three gore movies, right? You guys are gore guys. Spears has been doing freaking gore since we were little kids. That's the thing. We've known each other literally yeah. since preschool. The two, he's my only friend in the world. Yeah, yeah. You guys are from Westchester. Did I get that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm from New Rochelle. New Rochelle. So, oh, yeah. hey, yeah. I, I went to freaking Iona. I know I'm probably doxing myself or whatever. Iona prep. No, no, no. The college. I went that. That was my high school. So, oh, no kidding. Look at that. Doxing yeah. myself here. Oh, shit. <laughs> all right. Who wants to go first? You, 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 off the top of your head, what are the top three greatest gore films of all time? I'm going to go one by one. Brian, do you want to go first? Well, see, I didn't hit, really. Hit one. Don't, don't do all three. I'm producing as we talk. What's, right. what's one? Uh, the Thing. All right. All right. Can't argue Yeah. That. There's John Carpenter. Yeah. And who was that? Rob Bottin? Oh, Rob Steve's, Bottin. We're losing, yeah. his, we're, losing the, we're losing Stevie again. Yeah. But it's almost an unfair choice. You know what I mean? You're it's back. almost unfair because it is the, you know, it's also one of the greatest special effects. I don't know if it's, you know, it's the granddaddy. It's it's a, it's a high mark. All right, Stevie, yeah, what's what's your number three? Beast, when that beast, oh, okay. Can I ask you guys something now that you brought up that film? What do you guys think about, um, Brian especially, what do you think about the ending of that film? Have you heard that there's theories out there that they're saying that one of the two guys was actually still the thing? 
at the very end uh either uh i have the dark i have the dark horse comics back from the 90s and they kind of say it was mccready so you know like i I think the inside theory is that the bottle of whiskey is actually gasoline and it's not whiskey and he just sips it without you know making a uh and that that's how he knows that he is the actual beast still and he has to settle the score (laughs) all right we went a little deep there i'm sorry um but that's cool that you're into that uh yeah for me my one is dead alive peter jackson that was was gonna be my i'm sorry brian i knew that was an easy one uh but but when you talk about like a gore movie like dead alive is more of a gore movie than than the thing and i think dead alive is in its like a category all its own it's probably it is probably because it's also a good movie and it's fun it's everything you want a movie to be and it's way over the top like gory it's best like comedy gore yeah too and uh i don't know if you just like you said using lloyd kaufman's books uh for advice on how to pull shit off i uh i've gone off of the peter jackson you know strawberry jam theory in my time before to make something that really needs to be silly looking gorish something like as simple as that and that's what i hear that they used a lot of on that set which is great you know uh i don't know for the folks out there at home if you don't know a lot of uh i got really drunk at at, uh san diego comic-con once i was there doing a job and uh my the guy right next to me was richard taylor Richard Taylor was the special effects artist for Weta. Him and his wife created Weta, and but they also did Dead Alive. And I met his wife outside, and I knew who they, you know, I knew who she was. And I was like, "Holy fuck, you did Dead Alive!" Oh my! And then I realized her three little kids were standing right there next to her. (laughs) (laughs) But she thought it was so cool that someone, like you know, makeup artists are not that recognizable, you know, like unless you're like a Tom Savini, you know what I mean, like. There They're not go. household names. So she thought it was so cool. And then she even told her husband and she came up to me later on that week and pointed her husband out to me. And so like, this is the guy is our neighbor. And, you know, he was like the nicest guy in the world. So like dead alive, man, that's uh, a great choice. So we got dead we alive did, and the thing. Any others? Well, you know, we did dead alive as a blunt smoker uh, video. Is that podcast, your first episode? So. I'll have to go back and listen to it. It was that. like the second one, I think. Okay. It was the second one, yeah. We're we're having a good time with that. Um yeah, I mean, all the um, especially the West the early West Craven uh Nightmare on Elm Streets have a lot of really good blood gore. Um that's one thing that I'm always usually picking up now on is like what the blood color is on uh scenes. You know, I feel that like early horror was suspect with a lot of like bright bright blood yeah. you know but as someone who mm. and brian i'm sure knows all about this like you have different temperature colors of blood depending on how long the blood's been out if it's like you know a murder scene it's a little darker also, camera the camera affects the color of the blood you know now as you're shooting all digitally you have to actually it's better to make it darker because you're it have this tendency to read more red where then you're all of a sudden looking like sam peckinpah red and i right. don't want that and you, you don't want it too liquidy like yeah. just uh you gotta have a viscosity to it uh which becomes a problem when you're trying to spray it uh, a lot of times it starts to gum up the works and you could test things all you want but then when it's time to go and you set it up and then you push and then you see the you know assistant director and the dp kind of look at you like what the fuck is going on there pal uh and you got to have the idea of resetting a blood spray scene it's kind of a harrowing work sometimes it gets your blood going gets your heart racing it's kind of like a blood lust not to be you know silly but. <laughs> the pause is everything all right look we've been at this almost an hour and if i'm gonna have to edit this shit we gotta i, I said two more movies but, but i'm taking it back because we got to talk about i mean really this is the clickbait we're going to use or the hashtag we're going to use to get people to actually watch this video because ain't nobody okay. watching this podcast unless we're talking about stuttering john shuley chad zumach who are these podcasts i mean all content we consume and i think uh, i like talking about it but this week was one of the craziest at least since I've been observing sure. the Dabbler universe uh, from from the side. And I don't even know if it's, if, I guess it's considered Dabbler, sort of. Dabbler adjacent. Yeah. But yeah. the podcast wars, Chad Zumach Strikes Back. That would be my title for what happened this week on Twitter and on YouTube involving the 
great Chad. Yeah, Zumak. but by striking back, he was really just kamikaze piloting himself into the ground, you know, into a warship like Steel Toe Radio. That's basically what this guy's been reduced to. And he I went honestly full dark. Think, he went full yeah. full uh, dark force. What the no, hell? No, that I thing think in he, the... can go, he can go a little further. He could just like commit Hari Kari, <laughs> you know, live on one of those sit down Zumox. You know, I would love to see it. I can get him the blade if he needs. I'll send it right down there for him. But I think that this guy, he's saying that he's going to get sober in 2023. He's going to be a YouTuber. I honestly think he's going to end up in retail. He's going to end up in rehab. Yeah, he's going to end up in retail. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be working at a Blockbuster video. Like get a lot of credit cards. Yeah, there we go. Um, no, he's going to be either in like rehab, don't... like in, inpatient rehab, maybe a mental health sort of scenario where he might get committed. Uh, I do not see... 2023 working out for the guy especially you don't sound like a chad zumach fan from what i'm picking up here you know i gotta say to be honest i'm not uh and you know he's personally come after me now i know i maybe kind of stepped in it a little bit because i had some things to say about him going after my friends uh because i know you said like this is one of the craziest things you've ever seen out of him and it was it was up there for sure but those of us who've been following chadwick for a little bit uh chad uh what is it chad anthony zubak yeah chad anthony um he has been doing these sort of psychotic meltdowns fairly regularly there's like a cycle to it so you guys have to just be catching this new wave of meltdown you know uh, and just for and anybody who doesn't know let me just fill people in i mean you're probably if you're watching this podcast you know but just real quick Chad went off this week because we do get a couple of hate listens from people who like Marvel movies. There's like one or two who listen to us just to hear cool. us badmouth Marvel movies, and they might not necessarily follow uh, Chad Zumach. But Chad went off this week in a series of live streams and tweets attacking April, the co-host from the Steel Toe Morning Show on YouTube. Uh, I thought the breaking point, because Chad's been picked on, right, for months now. Who are these podcasts? Yeah, picked on, they make fun of his content. You know, they're picking on him. Like they're bullying him, you know. He's a public figure. They've been he clowning his, on him. He puts yeah. his shit out there, though. Yeah. I put my shit out there. I get clowned on. I'm not threatening to try to do sex acts to another comedian's wife. You know, yeah. uh, that's not what I do. I don't start bringing up another comedian's ex-wife and his children. That's not funny. That's not comedy. There's nothing funny there. And did and you see what he was doing was. today? Oh God, no. Today, no. all right, so we're recording this Saturday, December 10th. What he was doing, he went back, or he didn't go back, but he he took photos, or he, he retweeted, sorry, I'll get this right eventually, uh, images of Aaron from the host of Steel Toe mm -hmm. Morning Radio, his ex-wife, right? So his ex-wife has a Twitter account. She's like a children's author or something like that, uh, and sort of like a, a God-fearing woman. There's some tweets oh, she had Jesus about, Christ. you know, some night, like, and he's retweeting her stuff. But that's Pictures, just it's isn't... her and her kids, four young kids, very young kids. And I'm like, well, I don't I mean, far be it for me to say what's funny and what's not and what's over the line and what's not. But that is just straight up scumbag, no backbone yeah. bullshit there. I don't really I don't get it, you know, but then again, I don't know what I would do if I had who are these podcasts doing a weekly segment on me? Steel Toe Radio doing a segment on me every other day. Yeah, and then the one that I forget about, okay. Ant Anthony Cumia, yeah. who's clearly Chad's hero, clowning him yeah. relentless, not relentlessly, professionally on Twitter and his own show. That's got to be a lot. I'd probably just delete I mean, listen, my shit and run in a corner, run under I, a table. If I, The problem is, is he hits below the belt. If he actually was funny, right. maybe he could come back. I, that's where I just... Again, I don't follow it as much as you guys, but I am been following the chat. I watched a bunch of his comedy this week. If you want to, and that's my issue. Right. I just don't think he's a funny guy. Funny. No, he's. I'll. Yeah, he's I've watched. I've given his stand up time and time again chances. Like from what I can find of it, the the, the dry bar special is is it's just not funny. I'd, I'd say no. it's any and reasonable really, person would not laugh at anything yes. that's said. So, and he's always talking about how he's a comedian and, and Jim Florentine loves him and he opened for John Lovitz. All right, that's great, but... So I'm actually going to go I think, a little deeper into this on the next sad chat, but I might not, so I want to get this out now. Do you guys know anything about this dry bar comedy company? I mean, they do seem... Yeah. It, 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 just guys... from a quick reading of it, it looks like it's a Mormon type, you know... Right. Total, and you brought this up so, before and made really good points about why would he go on that. 
So I looked into it further. They're this thing called that the parent company is called Angel Vids. Okay. And Brian, you're going to fucking love this. They have been sued by every major studio because what Angel Vids, the company that runs Drybar, does is they take. Oh, do they edit? They edit them out. They oh, edit scenes right. that are not holy out, and then they re-rent them out to Mormons. So they're taking fucking people's work, and they're clipping it down and removing little, maybe not swear words, but things that don't fit with their morality out of the major film, and then re-renting it for a fee for their own. And they've been sued to stop, but they claim some sort of religious fucking protection yeah they're able to get away with it it is the most scumbag shit garbage fuck that extreme religion bullshit no offense to anybody who's ever been involved with dry bar as a comedian but you are a fucking moron and a loser for doing any business with that company whatsoever because they are fucking conservative except ray devito cock-sucking slugs that steal and blood suck in our leeches. So anybody who didn't know that going into their dry bar special, shame on fucking you for not doing your research. But second of all, shame the fuck on you for working with that company yeah. that uses religious fucking reasons to take artists' work and clip it down and resell it. I, I'm fucking... I, when I found that out, bro... And he's bragging about it that he got paid. He got paid blood money out of the pocket of real artists who had their shit fucked with and resold to do his special dry bar. And it sucks. Well, and it's gotten I, him nowhere. On top of that, it just, it, it, the big thing, it wasn't even funny. If you're going to sell out and do something like that, it wasn't even funny. I thought Chad was having a, a moment earlier this week and, and even last week. You know, he's on with Cardiff Electric. That went reasonably well. It yeah. felt like Chad was turning a corner. He uh, he was on Misery Loves Company this week, drunk, yeah. throwing throwing the credit cards at the. I was like, all right, I could. I I liked him on Misery Loves Company. Kevin, Bre Kevin Brennan is like my family, my comedy he's, family. He's so a guy. Never forget me to say a bad thing about him, but I had questions about why he's been doing it. But I feel that now maybe there's a there's a bigger reason why he's had been putting him on because i always love the thing where you don't go and strangle a guy with rope you just give him the rope and he hangs himself so i feel well, like chad's been given this situation where he's fucking literally hanging himself with a rope in front of us all right now and it felt like all right so brennan and levy actually let's play a quick clip because my thing is it seemed like for whatever reason chad seemed to be having a good time when levy brought up steel toe on misery loves company uh, going back four or five days, right? Uh, and they had previously mentioned uh, April Steel Toe Radio co-host, the wife of Aaron, right? They right. host this thing. I, I love those two, by the way. Let me just They're get good. that very clear. I'm a new fan of them, and they've been really cool with me and very res responsive. They're nice people. They've featured us. They've re he's Aaron's chatted or uh, in our in our chat once in a while. He's and we're funny. nobodies. He's, he's yeah. funny and, he, and he's playing the game right. Right, and, and, and that's a whole. Now, so. We could go on and on, I guess. I mean, I don't know anything about building an audience or anything like that. I'm lucky if I get a hundred views on YouTube, but I'm looking at that guy, and that guy's really working. Like, you know, he's not begging for money. He's he's doing a 2022 revenue stream. That's what you have to do to try to make a buck in 2022. It's not like Chad always badmouths that, and I just don't get it. And the fact that like I was raised on Howard Stern, right? So when you're raised on Howard Stern, you're taught to hate all other radio, all other right. programming, especially morning radio, local morning radio. <laughs> These two, this couple out there in Minnesota is taking a local radio show and making it national. And I'm, I'm like, I should hate it, but I like it. So whatever, I definitely team Steel Toe. I'm not listening for four hours and stuff like that. You could argue that Steel Toe started this by going after Chad unprovoked. You know, they're doing that, but you know, it's a thing. They were um, lighthearted, lightheartedly making fun of his show. Just to be fucking really clear, at the beginning, they were laughing at him for being a shitty broadcaster and a bad comedian. They, they weren't calling out. the Bahamas trying to get him kicked out yeah. of the Bahamas. Well, okay, that wasn't <laughs> them. I do maybe know who that was. And Wait, I never so you, really was. I never. I never said much about that. I don't really want to say much about that. I'm not that. even asking uh, about it. Yeah. No, yeah. I get it. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, so let me let me just play. Uh, oh, wait. I still got Cuck Island up from about 20 minutes ago. So here is episode, and this is from Patreon. Like, I'm just doing this. I, I hope I'm not 
uh, violating any uh, code of ethics of the comedy community. But this is from Misery Loves Company. Uh, that was from earlier this week, but it was just released. And the title is Lipless Fuck, which might be a reference to Chad, I guess. Yeah. Bear with me one second. Sorry, guys. Never heard them. No, I know. I, I no, I, I used to listen. I don't listen anymore because. What about uh, Steel Toe? I don't listen anymore. I, by the way, if I listen, if, if if I listen, they win. I don't listen. Have <laughs> fun with it. Listen exactly. It, yeah. There's nothing to be fucking. I win. Yeah, you should go on Steel Toe and make them give you any of the super chat money because yeah. they'll, they'll get a lot, they'll, lot of they'll money. They'll do it. Because they want to have you on and, and then say, okay, but I got to get the Super Chats. But okay, so that was earlier in the week. Wanted to play that real quick. I don't understand how we went from Bob Levy, the Reverend Bob Levy, Kevin Brennan, Ray DeVito. I love Ray DeVito. He's had me on his podcast <laughs> twice buddy. for some reason. I spent Thanksgiving with Ray DeVito on his podcast at 7 o'clock at night. It was, the, it was my best Thanksgiving ever. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he's having chats, even having fun with it. He's drunk chat. How did he go from that? To then uh, literally like a day later saying, I'm going to screw your wife. Your wife is mine. And three, what the hell, Steve? What was the breaking point there? What happened to Chad this week? I think it's a chemical imbalance. I'm no physician. I don't have a degree on this wall. But, no, this is in my office. Uh, no, I don't. I'm, you know, I'm Bobby Tamburo does. Bobby's parents are actually doctors. So uh, he's a smart boy. Um, maybe I can ask Bobby's mom uh, about what's wrong with Chad Zumach and maybe she could help. I know Dr. Steve tried to get in there and he doesn't really know the situation too well. Uh, and Dr. Steve is the man, but yeah, I do think that Chad is bipolar, manic, depressive, you know, flip flop, by you know, flip floppy bipolar. And when he was on with Kevin, he was happy, fun, Chad, he gets drunk. That's like his little secret. That I don't know if he, he really is very forward about. He has a few skinny girl martinis. Uh, whenever he goes on air with uh, Kevin because he feels looser that way. I get it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to be that way too, man. I'd have always have a beer or two before I go on or while I'm having a podcast. And I've come to like try to stay away from that and just harness your actual real talent and your real energy and let it fly, you know, naturally uh, without having that liquid courage. Because that's what I think happens is that Chad just gets absolutely wasted. He probably drank that whole episode, drank that whole night, woke up and was still drunk. And then saw that Steel Toe was fucking making fun of him, and he just went off. Yeah, let's watch. You guys want to watch a couple of minutes of of, of one yes. of his live streams? So Chad's been doing these live streams at various times uh, on YouTube, where he's like walking around his neighborhood. It's it's bizarre, and then he immediately uh, makes them private or unlists them. Uh, right. It's 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 just it's very it's very strange. So if you're out there, make sure you snipe snipe away, press record whenever you see. <laughs> So here's Chad. We don't have to watch this whole thing. I don't and and if you want me to pause it, just say so. My sure. basement and pretend like I'm on the radio. I'll okay, so pause it. That pause. He said, bur he said burtend. He said, <laughs> he's trying to say pretend. And he said, I don't burtend that I'm a radio host. So there and, you go. And he's also going on YouTube live. Like <laughs> the same thing that he's complaining about, he's doing right well, now. Well, that's the thing with Chad. I don't understand. Why does he have to say, hey, Chad, like we're all the same. We're all a bunch of nobodies at the, you know, unless you're Anthony Kubia or, or you know, whoever, Joe Rogan. I mean, come on. We're all in the same league here. I don't understand why he ha he gets so insulted. I guess uh, it's his, and, and it's, yeah, you were on radio at one point. You know, good for you. But I mean, Jesus But it was Christ. Cleveland radio. Well, it was, still, was, it's more than I've done. He was a third mic. He wasn't a host. <laughs> That's what you're doing. That's who you are. And you're exposed. And you don't like it. I was in your head all day long yesterday. I caused problems in your marriage. April, no. I will make it my existence. I will make it my mission to make he's, sure you okay, knew this was quick. a mistake. He's walking in circles. <laughs> Do you see that? He's pacing and he's shouting. Like the people of that neighborhood must be frightened like if there's a school nearby i'd be fucking like yo there's an active shooter potentially stalking our neighborhood right now and he's screaming into his podcast uh thing right <laughs> it's like yeah we need police and social workers as soon as possible please to del rey whatever that whatever that avenue is that he always talks about in florida dale mabry i dale hate mabry. To say that i know it but i know it now so he, something's yeah. working chad i know what dale mabry is right yeah all of this was a mistake. 
He drug you in there. If he loved you, if he cared about you, he would never have made you a co-host. He would never have brought you into this world. Okay. He would never have exposed you to all this shit. You drew first blood, not me. Okay, I'm John okay, Rambo. So, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I can do this all day. First of all, when he says that they drew first blood, that means that their little ribbing hurt him. He well, yeah. couldn't take a small little bullshitting about his shitty broadcasting ability that's all it was to call it first blood so he responds with all this over-the-top bullshit and also ape he didn't fucking steel toe didn't drag april into this this is some bullshit that he wants to make up this story that she's being like manipulated by this guy she is a willing participant in this show and sadly it looks like what this fucking creep said chad zumak has done recently is going to take her out of the show or it's going to at least have them rethink how they approach the show which i think is sad and unfortunate but i also respect that decision to do what they have to do that's best for them you know and they did say today they've posted their last chad video which was a recut of something from earlier in the week and they say they're done with chad at this point just another I'll walk into a town, man. and you we'll guys take care sorry, of it. Don't somebody... worry, Steel Toe. We'll take care of this for you. Don't worry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there's always ski, there's always sad chat. Ski Mask Collective. I don't think it's gonna stop anytime soon. Also, let's just don't don't uh, say you're John Rambo. John Rambo was a American <laughs> hero. That's true. Yeah, you're a bad dude. Who would you, like? Who? All right, so let's cat. Who? Who would? What fictional character is closest to the Chad Zumacher? Who? who well, I love is it. He? Like Bob Levy is definitely Brian Dennehy's character. <laughs> or even if you take it out of First Blood, like even in the whole, what would I don't know? That, that's that's. You gotta listen, John. You can't be going after that man's wife, John. I'm telling you, it's, a, it's not all bad. Smoke a couple of blunts and then come back to that question. Fucking with me, fucking with my <laughs> life. You pretend like you didn't get personal, but you did. And guess what? These are the repercussions. Feelings are being hurt. That's what's happening right now. Your feelings are being hurt. Yes, I am Boss. going after your family. Wait, He's wait, let me just himself. hold on, hold on, hold on. We just got it. that one part is is just critical. Yes, I am going after your family. Or well, it's not your family, April. Well, no, you are. He is going yeah. after her and saying that because she's a stepmom, she's not a real mom, or she's a pretend mom. I mean. Jesus, dude. but you're, you're not getting, per and keep in mind, this is the same guy. I mean, we did a broadcast on, I'm not, I guess I won't play any more of that, but we did an episode about Chad where I had gotten a copy of his arrest report, right? Because I felt like, and not, not because I wanted to dox the guy, which I didn't, or, or really, it was, of course, it's none of my business, but just as a, as a fan of all these different shows. Ski Mask had had taken care of that previously, Which you know he, what I mean, as well. And it's not I the first actually, time it was out there. Right, and I, I had reached out because I had tried to find out, had any because I had it for like a month, and I'm like, did anybody ever look into this? Because he's given all these different explanations, and what if we just go through it? So, I mean, Chad did reach out, and he said, you know, we had an exchange uh, on Twitter, and one of the points he made uh, was that, you know, that's personal. You're, you're, you're messing with my personal life. And I would argue that, well, crime by definition is not, a private matter it's a that's what courts are open the documents are open that's one of the like the basis of our of our republic of our democracy it, it, oh. it's it's by definition not personal but then like he's complaining about this being like don't be personal but i'm gonna go after this woman because she's a stepmother that's just bizarre to me and not funny now i'm now i sound like i'm a fucking preacher sorry you gonna say something there brian that i well i just I, like he's complaining about but he also wasn't being truthful about some of that stuff he was making oh, he was a, he was completely lying and let me and yeah. I, I guess now i'm i have righteous indignation because when i did that episode i went through all this thing and i've looked at police reports now for 24 years almost every <laughs> single goddamn day it's not the first police report i've ever looked at or had to explain to somebody and for, he came back on twitter and he said you got this wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. My heart dropped when he said that because the last thing I want to do, and I don't care this is pretend world and it's a podcast and I'm Carlos Danger, but the last thing I want to do is put out wrong information about somebody who's been accused of a crime. I, I, I just, that's not, and I, my name's attached to this. I would not do that. So I reached out to his attorney. I said, hey, uh, I, I'm a reporter up here in Connecticut. I also do a podcast on the weekends. Here's the arrest report. Here's the disposition I found online. Your client that you represented says, I'm not right. Let's clarify it. I, I, and yeah. I told him, I told him I would apologize to, I told Chad, I'd apologize to him. I, I, I take the video immediately offline and uh, I never heard back from the attorney. 
Like, so wow. everything that we were reported, as far as I know, was 100% uh, correct. And have since you, then, though, I will say it just uh, real quick. I'm, I'm just because yeah, this uh, is like this has been is, brewing is in me. Exclusive? Did you tell I, us already out or is I've never really no, yeah, no, I mean, Brian knows. But like nope. on the video itself, I took off Chad's name. I took his his response because I had put his responses in the video. To be fair, Brilliant. I Brilliant. took that out only because like I don't want to be the guy you Google his name and you get my shitty podcast. I do believe when like somebody commits a crime, he did he has paid his debts to society according to the the court down there in Florida. So I don't think it should haunt him forever. But now I'm like, man, this guy's a dick though. <laughs> well, also at the beginning of that, episode, I feel sorry for him when I'm watching that video. Well, that's what I was gonna say at that at the beginning of that store of of that episode, you were not not against or for Chad, but you were willing to, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, right. Cause I, sometimes, yeah. What I had said was sometimes you get arrested for stuff and I don't know, credit card yeah. stuff, especially you could be using an ex-girlfriend's credit card and you broke up in tech. All right. You used it once technically you weren't supposed sure. to, and there can be like, you know, ex explanations for yeah. it, but not Chad's every explanations time do not, do not yeah. add up. They don't yeah. add up. I'm sorry. As somebody who's every time you get arrested, there can't be a new, crazy explanation that mysteriously also if you listen to the explanation he's always the hero in the situations you know what i mean when he had stalking charge and order of protection he was like saving some woman's dignity or something like that he was or popular in high school yeah and he says he wears it with a badge of honor having been arrested for breaking order of protection and stalking there like, is how? i mean you know how just like these credit cards, like, I, I hate to say it, we, we, we got the audio of his excuse for what What do you happened. mean you got the audio? And I've never seen that. Is that that's he, from Ski Mask? He, 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 oh, don't worry, we'll send, I'll send it over to you so you can take a bite into that one. Okay. He released a $30 Patreon level. Oh, I didn't know that happened. I'm a... Yeah, so I'm sorry, I wasn't going was to pay 30 No, no, it's fine. No, just so you know. I wasn't going to pay the 30 bucks. Like uh, you're breaking up. So yeah, so there was, so it was thirty thirty dollar. Am I back here? Yeah. Yep. Thirty dollar Patreon for Chad to hear his explanation of the credit card. I stuff. wasn't gonna pay the thirty bucks, but six of us threw five bucks down, and we all ended up making a fake Patreon account and got it, you know, and then spread it around. And uh, I was like, oh, this is gonna be juicy, and it's not. It's like he just says it was maybe mistaken identity, maybe, but he doesn't even like explain that whole thing. And that there was a bad detective work. There was bad detective work done. That's what, that's the only thing that he comes around on is that there was a guy that looked like him that was doing it, which I love that. He said, I that mean, before. come on, you read you that know? police report. I mean, come on. Yeah. And I, I, at the end of the day, I still, I with, wish nothing but, but the best for the guy, even though, you know, like uh, in real life, I don't want to see anything bad. I, don't know, I, I said, I hope, I, said he, I hope he Harry carries himself. Look, so. All right. So I'm not quite there, well, I, but you I know just what? wish the guy would be funny. <laughs> Yeah, Brian. That's yeah, the that, that is the that is the bottom this guy line. Is funny. This would be great if why. he was just funny. If he responded with something funny. If, if he was angry like a Kenevin Brennan, he'd be a genius. You know what I mean? Like if he came back with smart retorts and came back with a little bit of, but what he's saying when he's walking down the street, that's just nuts. You just don't do that. And I think like, and I I, I don't mean to make this about Chad, but we only made I, like a third of the show about yeah. Chad. I swear to God, it's like he can't do this. He's crushed by the fact. This is my armchair uh, theory. Uh, he's crushed by the fact he has been rejected by Anthony Cumia, right? That guy, you know, he's a legend. He, 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 Chad has him on a pedestal, and rightfully so, for all the everything. Cumia has done comedy over the last 30 years. And I think he just, he can't take it out on Cumia, so he's just going after Steel Toe. Like, it's just total misdirection because he's so hurt by what Kumia has done to him. Like injured, he's an injured dog, just and lashing what, his teeth but what out. About, what about now, I, I saw on Twitter though, he has had some support from people on Twitter, but I don't know who these Twitter accounts are. Is that like, I started to think like, is that like Red Bar pranksters playing with Chad and, and or, or is, has Steel Toe built up? I mean, they do, a lot of their show is goofing on, on people. Is this people who've been goofed on in the past that are coming after Steel Toe okay. and align themselves with Chad or Elisa Giordana? They just had a whole run in with her and her fan base. And or is, is, are okay, they, like, know, who are these people supporting for, Chad? I can help you with a few of them. I know for a fact, there are people that are so upset with Gino Visconti that they are backing Chad and it's become 
like WWE wrestling, you know, or like that's my okay. favorite wrestler. So anybody who's against that wrestler, I'm going to go against, you know, there are a lot of these strange corners that have formed, you know, because of this all out bloodbath war, which has been great. You know, I mean, I fucking, it is compelling. We're gonna, yeah. We're in a it new golden com- era of, you know, death it's better than any movie on Netflix right now. Right. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Um, I was gonna say before, I think the, the, your, your Marvel fr- fans, the people who come here for the Marvel stuff, like you should check out this multiverse yeah. uh, out there called this podcast. Is so much great more interesting. It. That's a perfect <laughs> summation because again, as a guy that's not in this world at all. And like, the O and A thing skipped me because I wasn't listening to the radio at that time in New York. That's or like that at yeah. that hour, and then I did, I followed Stern more than I followed. Sure. So I went that direction, but then this whole other universe that I've discovered in the, like the last couple months, mainly because of a stuttering John stuff, but it's this whole like little weird world. And it's just opened my eyes to a lot more. Everybody's funniness. swatting each other. I'm going to swat you later, Spears, by the way. Yeah. I got it all planned out. Let me let me close with this, Stevie Lou. Sure. And uh, I should have asked you about this before we went on. I did send you, you like said, a little. How is your internet connection? <laughs> <laughs> ah, whatever. I'm, I'm fine with being public access. That's Thank one you. thing. Like, you know, we're just having fun here. Thanks for but bearing you, with me, guys. You famously had a meltdown on the Eastside Dave show. Right? I'm, I'm moments I'm feet away from where that happened. Right now, now. I, I, I am completely unfamiliar with the background. Like Brian just said, I won't uh, you know, belabor that point, but I did watch the video for the first time. And do you mind if I, uh, if I play for you that obviously you've watched it. Yeah. I mean, it's a nine, nine minute clip. Just, so you know, just like go 30 seconds, the, 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, you know where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. And so I will fine. say, I will say, as I watched it, I was on your side. I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. I'm glad that this guy, I mean, I'm glad you didn't actually physically hurt anybody, yeah, but I was you. like, I was, I was team Stevie on this one, which will probably, you know, it's probably wrong, but. Oh yeah. Steve- you got the spot. You got the cue. <laughs> That's what I will do. Don't whoa, you fucking Stevie. try it. Don't you fucking try it. Stevie, stop. Stevie, whoa. Stevie, Stevie, Stevie stop. So, all right. That was that. And there were there were repercussions, I guess, from that, right? You you, oh, yeah. you, you lost it. Oh, yeah. my, my point being is not just to exploit that uh, f- for views or what have you, or to put you <laughs> on the spot. But you're somebody that like you did that. You lost your temper. Uh, you know, you you beat up a desk. You That's had a big, to. It's a big desk. It's like a broadcasting <laughs> desk. I would. Well, the first time I saw you on scheme, it was like you and Stancil and Ski Mask, and I was like, these are not guys. If I saw these guys, <laughs> I would like. That. If it I saw them scary. in a bar, I'm like, I'm gone. I'm staying away from that side of the bunch bar. Of Something bad is going to happen if 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 everyone's drinking uh, together with yeah. that crew. <laughs> but but like, all right. So you you went too far. We're talking yeah. about Chad Zumach possibly going too far in his response to uh, getting goofed really, on by all these really. different things. What, what, what would you, do you have any yeah. advice for him? As somebody who came back and is now, you, that's all been smoothed over. So what would you tell Chad? What can he, he set do? Me up, set me up great here. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say a good thing to do is, and you can do this, the entire catalog of Eastside Dave on Compound Media is currently uploaded on YouTube for free on Eastside Dave's channel. I'm so watching that you could in go, a few minutes. Yeah, I've, I actually, I someone reached out to me a couple of months ago, a fan, and I'm sorry I forget exactly who it was on Twitter, but a fan reached out and was asking me, and I was like, yo, look, Dave secretly uploaded all of the episodes chronologically. So you can literally watch the Stevie Lou saga from the day that I started to the day that I broke that desk and the aftermath, you know, uh, if you ever did want to, which is pretty cool. So first I wanted to say that, Secondly, I wanted to say that thank you for mentioning because I am at Anthony Cumia's studio right now and I cannot not say how much Anthony Cumia means to me and the whole world of comedy and how great he's been to everybody here. So I can't not say that. And finally, yes, I learned a lot from that incident, man. Uh, I feel like I've tried to learn how to temper my reaction and to never get super over the top with my reaction and always try to be funny. You know what I mean? Just like always strive to be funny over anger. And you know, it's a piece of advice you could use when you like fight with your loved one or family or fans out there on Twitter. Never try to 
go for the unfair neck cutting thing, like knocking a desk over or talking about someone's children and their ex-wife and stuff like that. Always try to be fucking funny. And if you can't do that, then you don't belong in the business. So that's that. Let's end it on that. I want everyone, uh, everyone, whoever that might be, but check out Steven, Stevie Lou Lewis. He's got a podcast called Blunt Smoker Video. Wow, what a, I just I worked at a blockbuster back in the day. I, but, I worked on the one on the Marinick Avenue in uh, Largemont in the oh, Marinick. Jesus, I used to go there every day after I, I would one. commute home. Yeah, I'd get oh one. man, that's wild. Look I at that. I probably rented you videos, man, because I was there during that. You know era. what I used to do? To uh, this is gonna get but I used to I have late fees. You know, I was a broke college student, uh-huh. so I would go in when I would return my movie. I would just put it back on the shelf because I knew like you guys would have to do inventory. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, I returned that. I got out of my three dollars. We're gonna go return fees. a video. If you just came in, and you were nice about it, and you like weren't a dick. We would always just waive the fee. If you came in and you just weren't a prick about it, we'd just be like, all right, don't worry about it. All right, so on our, uh, we'll have you on again, and we'll exchange uh, blockbuster uh, video yeah, stories. Yeah. I also worked for a mom and pop that was run by a, a guy who embezzled three hundred sixty-five million dollars and ended up doing federal prison time. Don't so tell I, Chad about that because <laughs> you can give him ideas. He was a better case. criminal. But uh, anyway, yo, check out uh, Blunt Smoker video. Follow Stevie Lou on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? At Steve Can't Lose. All right. I'm, and I'm so- Stevie Lou Comedy on Instagram, but Steve Can't Lose on Twitter because uh, there's a long story behind that. So. <laughs> but that's that. I'm Carlos Danger for the purposes of this broadcast. That's Mr. Brian Spears, and that was Stevie Lou. And we'll see you next time on Unsufferable Bastards. God damn it. Everything's garbage. This is actually funnier than your dry bar special. Oh, bungee jumper, you're mean.